Welcome to this edition of At The Mic. I'm your host, Keith Malinak. Chad Womble, my physical therapist, is next, as I try not to injure myself during the course of the conversation. That's coming up. Doc Thompson was such a great friend who wanted to see everyone around him succeed, and I do mean everybody, including Dave Matthews and the awesome team at American Pride Roasters Coffee. The good people at APRCoffee.com work hard to deliver a product that Doc Thompson would be proud of to this day, and they have. Whether you're a fan of the Bacon Blast coffee like Doc, or maybe it's the Coolidge blend and the Carver blends like I'm in love with. I'm sorry, I love my peanut butter flavor on the Carver, okay? APR Coffee has just what you're looking for. So many flavors to choose from. Please head over to aprcoffee.com. Take a look around. They've got so many flavors. They've even got the K-Cups. You got to check those out as well. They've got uh, coffee drops. I mean, there's so much available at aprcoffee.com. When you get ready to check out, don't forget you're going to save 10% when you use promo code ATM. That stands for at the mic. That's aprcoffee.com. You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Chad Womble is my physical therapist, and he knows my self-inflicted injuries very well. But he also has a little bit of a history with injuring himself. We talk about that and so much more, including a questionable talent that he waits to tell us about until the very end of today's conversation. Usually, you know, I just say, hey, we covered everything, and, and we typically wrap it up. Oh, no, not with Chad. We, we had quite a story that he tells at the very end. But let's get it started right now on this week's edition of At The Mic. In my life, I have injured myself many, many times, and Chad uh, is a physical therapist, so he has seen me after multiple injuries. In fact, I've got... Just so you know, I got another injury brewing that uh, I have a feeling you'll see me again soon. But how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Just Good. another great day living in Texas. Yeah. Can't yeah. complain. All right. Yeah. How long ago did we meet? Because you have been with me for... So I got a major surgery on my left shoulder. I hadn't met you then, but you've helped me with an elbow. You've helped me with a hip. And like I just alluded to, uh, my right shoulder will be um you'll see it soon so anyway <laughs> so how did you first of all get into the world of physical therapy is that something that you've always wanted to do or or is this something you fell into talk to us about that so it wasn't quite something that i've always wanted to do um, i've always had somewhat of an interest in it uh, playing baseball injured myself a few times major <laughs> injury uh, yeah uh, I call it a major injury after becoming a therapist. It's like a super minor injury, um, inflammation of the shoulder, supraspinatus mm -hmm. tendon, very common thing, just overuse. I'm getting used and abused as a you know, yeah. young kid overthrowing mm -hmm. happens all the time. For, uh, for me, it was spending, you know, 25, 30 years of just throwing the ball incorrectly whether baseball or softball and the whole time people were like, you're going to wear your arm out. You're going to hurt your arm. Cause I'd throw mostly sidearm. Oh, gosh, it's not fun. So did you, when you played sports in baseball, right, did you have proper form, Chad? I thought I did. <laughs> what, <laughs> position, what position did you play? Pitcher. Pit oh, Pitcher. snap. <laughs> oh, gosh. So how fast could you throw it at your, at your prime? Uh, prime was I could get up to 87. Okay. Typically low, mid-80s. All right. Like hey. I said, I thought I had proper mechanics until learning more about it, and then you realize – I probably could have gotten more out of my oh my so strength you, as well. It probably could have saved my arm a little bit. Yeah, so d have you ever had to go under the knife? No, I never had to go under the knife. Uh, worst thing I've gotten was a cortisone injection when I was 15. Ooh, uh, that's <laughs> early. That's early. Honestly, if I would have just rehabbed correctly, I probably would have been okay. And that kind of started introducing me to okay. physical therapy. Um, and then I didn't really think much of it. I was actually going to go into business. That's what I wanted to do. But as I started, you know, learning about it in school, that's when the market started crashing and everyone was losing jobs of business. Like, oh. I don't want to do this at all. Like, I'm not going to get a job. There's no point in me spending all this money and then have no, no job. It'd to be go more to. fun just touching random strangers all day. I guess is, uh, yeah, is the yeah. way to, to sell that. Huh? No, yeah, I get to meet weird people like you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> yeah, so like, 
I look at what you do, and there's absolutely no way that I could do that. You know, like uh, having people coming in and like, oh, you know, you got to rub this area and pull on this. It's just like you're a better person than I am. So I guess my question for you is, have you ever had somebody that comes in there just like they're just they haven't bathed in forever, right? And they're just like, yep, rub me down, come on, and 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 and. I, in the era of masks, I guess that those came in handy. Yes, yeah. Uh, we've had the people that uh, have not bathed in a while, or the worst are the the high school teenagers, the males after oh, you know no. coming from practice and they have an ankle injury and their feet are just awful. So that's where the mask are. Oh. That's the one major benefit of the mask. It really helps with the smell. Oh no, man! So I have yet to have one smell like that and ask for a pure rub down. <laughs> God, I can't. God bless you. Yeah. God bless you, Chad, and everyone at your physical therapy center. Okay. You were born and raised in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Isn't that home of Billy Graham? No, that's that would be more so Asheville. So we're actually, it's called Rocky Mount. It's actually completely flat there. <laughs> uh, it was actually named after the Rocky Mounds of the Tar River, which sounds like a great place to take a swim in. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a good band name. Yeah. Tar, Tar River, River Boys yeah. or something. Okay. So I don't know why I was thinking. Uh, well, I mean, you would think it would be in the mountains with the name of it, but it's it's not. It's not. Huh? Yeah, it's on the eastern part of the state. A pretty small town, about 50,000. Okay, so it's uh, it's not really rocky or a mount, huh? No, there's some. I mean, <laughs> if you go down the Tar River, there's a lot of rocky mounds in there. But How did they get fun. that name, the Tar River? Well, because of the Tar Hill State, which okay, I guess that came from yeah, yeah, in the, true. I believe it was the the Civil War. Yeah, was it the Civil War? Was it the Revolutionary War? I, go ahead, you tell the story because I love it. I love it. I love. Yeah, I'm not exactly movie. sure if it was Revolutionary or Civil War, um, but either way, it was because the North Carolinians, the way that they fought, mm-hmm. the other people that they were battling against said that they they did not retreat; that they were acting as if they had tar in their hills mm-hmm. and they. <laughs> just stood their ground they would not retreat or leave i love that um that's such a great great way to get a, a college nickname and a state nickname so you literally just that was your childhood right there right and then you went off to college yeah so tell us uh where you ended up going for school so i went to several different schools so right out of high school i went to a place called Florence darlington technical college i uh, went there played baseball for two years nice um Really enjoyed my time there. Small town. It was much like Rocky Mount. Very similar in size, style, all that. So it was very, very easy transition. Mm-hmm. Um, very affordable, which was the nice thing. <laughs> Didn't have to pay for anything. So nice. that was a big, big plus. Um, and then from there, I transferred to North Carolina Wesleyan College. Um, there I majored in exercise science. And you, you ended up at East Carolina, right? And you ended up getting a doctorate. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I should be calling you doctor right now. You should be. Oh my I don't gosh. appreciate the disrespect there, Keith. <laughs> right? <laughs> this entire time I've known you, I should be coming in. I should be getting on the warm-up bike and said, doctor? But wow, I apologize. Yeah. So I will rectify that going forward. Yeah, I expect more respect going forward. Yeah, and you played baseball at East Carolina? No, I did not. No, I played okay. my four years at, you know, two at the junior college I and two you. at Westland. Because there was a time in there where you've told me that you were in some sort of I don't know, baseball tournament where, oh, no, I have to stay in a hotel in Hawaii? What in the world? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so that was actually, so that was in between, that was after my sophomore year of college. Uh I played in the Hawaiian Collegiate League in Hawaii, obviously. It was in Honolulu. We stayed in an apartment there. We were supposed to stay in an apartment with two people per room. Well, something got screwed up, so the Swedes ended up taking up half of it. (laughs) Swedes. So then we wait, up, wait, there's a Swedish baseball team? No, they weren't baseball players. They're foreign exchange students. Okay. And they were supposed to leave before the summer, but something happened and they stayed through the summer. Oh, no. So then we had three to a bedroom, okay. 12 to an apartment. Oh, no. So that's so, 12 people using one kitchen, two bathrooms. So maybe it wasn't paradise after all. You want to talk about, you know, stinky people and stuff have 12 baseball players after a game. Oh. All sharing two bathrooms. It's pretty rough. Oh, that doesn't sound like the most enjoyable summer after all. 
No, and there was no AC there, which usually isn't a big deal, but when you have a bunch of sweaty guys there already, it just really helps bring in the smell. Oh, (laughs) boy. Okay, well, interesting. You've had other jobs in your life. I got to know about this one. You taught a disc golf college course? Oh, how many credits do you get for that? I think it's just one. It better be yeah. just one. Better be like a quarter of one credit. Like, what is it? Talk to me about this. What are we talking about here? So it's actually, I had to develop the course. They came to me. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't even an established course. I was the first one that had to like develop all the tests, develop everything wow. for it. Um, so I had full reign to figure out how to, to run the course. Okay. So day one, is it, hold on, was it all outdoors with the students or something? No, or? we actually had classroom time, believe it or not. So can you imagine trying to think of tests and actually have a study period or I can't a curriculum it. on I how to teach disc golf? It. What what school? Let's out this school. Who? What school made you teach well, it was this? Nash Community College Nash in my hometown, yep. Okay. So, yep. did you ever go out yeah. and do a field trip or something? Yeah, which we actually had to get, we had to wear lanyards with the pass handler part of the course when we went to different courses around the city. <laughs> we had to <laughs> sign special waivers and all that. Tell me jocks were the ones who signed up for this stuff. <laughs> actually, no, there was, there was no jocks there. So. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. So, how many people were in this class? Well, see, that's what makes it even worse. We started out with like maybe 10 and we ended up with about five or six. I must have made the course really hard. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, man, I don't, I don't like Doctor Womble, man. He makes you like throw it horizontal, and I, and I like, I like a, a launch angle on mine. What in the world? Yeah, what's really funny is we actually had to have a skills test in there, and all I did was I didn't judge on the quality of it. Just if you could do any resemblance of the type of throw that you had to do. You would get a check mark, like you. Okay, you you paid attention. You can do it. Check mark. That's some people couldn't pull it off. You know, I, I, I'm speechless. So congratulations. Yeah. Not only are you a doctor, you're a professor. Yeah. Wow. Quite the combination, huh? What would you rather be called, uh, Doctor Chad or Professor Chad? Hmm. Hmm. You can get back to me. Yeah, we'll we'll say professor because then I get to judge you on how you do things. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that's good. You were a canoe guide. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the more fun jobs there yeah, for sure. Was it, was it on like uh, really lazy calm rivers, or was it more? Um, I would say about medium. I mean, it's not rapids by any means, mm-hmm. but there would be times where you have to judge the flow. Um, you can look at the way that the the water is flowing and know whether you're going. If there's one rock in the middle and the water is going around it, or there's two rocks here and the water is going in between it. Okay. So you go between the rock. If the water is flowing between them, you'll see the rapids kind of go there and you follow through there. So did you have to like get trained for that or? No, my training was having a creek in my backyard. Nice. <laughs> canoeing all the time. So That's fun. I worked for the city of Rocky Mountain, the athletic department. And because of that, got in with the outdoor guy okay. that did all the trips and so forth. And then he knew I did a lot of canoeing and all that. So then he asked me to go on a few guides when they were, had a big group and needed more people to kind of help wrangle the kids and so forth. So uh, so recently we were up in uh, Montana driving from Missoula to Boise. And to make that drive, you are in the mountains the entire way. And there's yeah. little mountain towns here and there. But the entire time that you're making that drive – through the mountains, you are paralleled on the side of the highway by a river. And, I mean, it's God's country, man. But you would go back and forth, and you would look, and you would see that the water was flowing with you. And then at other times, it was obviously flowing in the other direction. I kid you not. And then it'd be like, then, then, then you would see it going both ways. You're like, what is happening? Stop the car! So, what I was going to ask the doctor professor is, is that even possible? Was this an optical illusion, or are you just as dumbfounded by me saying this as I was seeing it? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty dumbfounded. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I can compare it to is my parents saying they had to walk to school uphill okay, both I ways. Okay, I know? got it, I got it, I got it. So, when did you meet your wife, Chelsea? I uh, met her in 2016. It was actually just a few weeks after I finally passed my boards. So, I finally had some freedom to go out. <laughs> And then I met her, so we got lucky on that one. Did you introduce yourself as uh, Dr. Chad? Professor Chad. Oh, you said professor. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So you had her at professor. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are married, and you have a sweet little girl named Carly. And she's now about a year and a half old. Yeah. 
because I know when this podcast is going to post. <laughs> so how is it being a, a young dad? Uh, the greatest and worst thing all at the same time. <laughs> I know, because you were just talking before we started recording in here. You're talking about how she's been sick for like a week and a half now. Poor thing. Yeah, yeah first week of daycare. Couldn't make it through it without getting sick. Uh, knew it was going to happen, just not quite that quick. Yeah. So I feel a throw up, coughing, sneezing, a mm. bunch of... Other Diarrhea stuff. blowouts, <laughs> okay. so, you so, know the fun yeah. stuff. The and, things you look forward to as a dad, right? And 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 you you've stopped getting full nights rest, and congratulations. Um, this will be your life for ever now. So. Yeah. Well, what's really funny is my wife, like before all this, you know, wanted several kids and all that, which it was like we want at least three or so. After this, it's gone down to two, and then we're oh, talking about no. when to have another one. Oh no! Which it, she used to always be like, I want one like very soon, and oh, now it's getting no. pushed further and further out. Yeah, oh, She's no. like, we're just starting to get our life back a little bit. I don't yeah. want there, there will be that um, that stretch where you do get the ability to sleep through the night when they're potty trained and they're doing great and everything and they're no longer asking for i need another glass of water and i need to you know come and tuck me in and all this stuff there's going to be that period but then they're going to become teenagers anyway yeah. so uh <laughs> that okay. so sounds lovely that teenagers yeah. no, no 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 you, you, <laughs> you take care of your kids now and you will be rewarded later um yeah you you you, you get them and you get them in line now you get them well trained if you need any tips, let me know, and then you will, uh, you you will reap the rewards later. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. We're that's the best. Worst, the best is way better than anything I've ever had before. Yeah, you know, the love, the the holding her. I'm gonna really dread when I can't hold her anymore. That's gonna be the worst part for it, me. Yeah, it stinks too. <laughs> yeah. So, you're into woodworking. I I and this isn't an exaggeration. I cannot build a birdhouse that looks decent. Like, like the birdhouses I've built either as a kid or as an adult, you know, with my kids or anything like that. Like, I could see, like, a bird flying up to them and being like, I am not raising a family in this thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the roof's going to leak, obviously. the It's all crooked. It looks like it was built by a four-year-old. He knows if he goes to nest in there or build a nest, his wife is going to leave him. Right. <laughs> um, so... So the uh, the question I have for you is, you showed me pictures before we started talking here. You are currently in the process of building like a chicken coop yeah. deal. It looks fabulous. Like, were there instructions with that or did you just wing it? Uh, no pun intended. No <laughs> pun intended. Yes. Yes. I love oh, it when yeah, I, I stumble into one of those. <laughs> anyway. So, okay. Talk to me about this because I've considered this many times. Oh, the chicken coop? Yeah, like probably just buying one. I'm definitely Yeah, I mean, that's pretty one. much what we did. It was a kit this time. Okay. Uh, mainly because the kit was cheaper than the wood would have been to buy to build yeah. it myself. Yeah. Um, typically, I'd rather just buy all the wood, construct it myself. Mm -hmm. um, this one, it had instructions, but there were just pictures, no actual written instructions. Oh, no. Uh, so that made it more fun. You know, I didn't have to read anything, which was kind of nice, I guess. Oh. Uh, uh, but as far as that, it was pretty easy, not too bad. I would highly suggest getting the chickens, though. A lot of fun. You yeah. get the eggs. It's a great time. Our daughter loves them, um, so she likes to look at them. We have we don't let them roam the yard because they'll destroy the yard. Yeah. But you Have yourself like a big uh, mud pile for a backyard. Yeah. 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 There are a lot of flies, though. We're going to have to figure out how to eliminate that. There's got to be a way. We Why just aren't they have... eating them? Are these like the laziest chickens in the world? What's the problem? Don't chicken eat flies? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Well, they need to... Well, we'll, we'll find out. I'll give you more info as we we'll find out. We'll stop feeding them, and yeah. they will. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, now you're yeah. thinking. Okay. Uh, but as far as when I'm usually doing woodworking, I don't use any instructions. I usually just... I measure the area that I want to do, draw up the, the plans myself, uh, figure out how I'm going to do it, what type of joints I want to do. Listen to this guy. I, I mean, you are definitely a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So, are you in a neighborhood? Yeah. No and, HOA, though. Oh, man. What? I'm moving to your neighborhood. Yeah. And then... My neighbor's moving out soon, so there's a... Good. And then what you'll have in me as a neighbor is you'll have the guy who's like, hey, so, uh, and you have any experience fixing fill in the blank? So if you want that neighbor, I'll be right over. I think she said she's going to stay for a while. 
Okay, so that's pretty awesome. I, like, literally, the most fascinating thing that you just said about the the chickens and all that stuff was that uh, you live in a neighborhood without an HOA. Yeah, that was a big selling point to us. Yeah, <laughs> how did that happen? I don't know. I, I, I have a rough idea where you live, and it just seems like... I think uh, we're about the only area that does not have an HOA. Wow! <laughs> I'm totally moving there. Yeah. Okay, you're in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're big into scuba diving. When do you get to go and where? Uh, we don't get to go often, especially since our, our child. We've been a few times. We went yeah. to... Uh, my first scuba diving trip was actually our honeymoon in Greece. Oh, wow. So you, this is a relatively new thing for you. Yeah. Yeah, relatively new thing. Um, that one was a very easy dive. It was starting from the land, walking in, and then just going down, and then come back about 20, 25 minutes. Um, the deeper you are down, the less time you're going to be able to spend because yeah. you're going to consume more oxygen. Mm-hmm. Um, the last dives that we did, uh, my wife and I, we went to Destin, Florida, mm. and then we did two dives there. Well, she did two dives. I ended up getting seasick. Bro. So I did nice, the first dive. Nice trip. She got seasick, but she powered through. She's a stronger person than I am. She <laughs> went down on the second dive. Because if you if you start vomiting, you can vomit through the respirator. They just tell you keep it in and let the vomit shoot out. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. That sounds awful. Oh. <laughs> Have, have y'all enjoyed this podcast so far? We, <laughs> we've gotten a diarrhea and a vomit mention. I mean, what's left for the trifecta? I can't wait to see where this conversation goes. So anyway, I'm afraid we can't say where the next trifecta <laughs> one is. If it escalates from there, I don't know if we could ever. I don't even it. know what would be next. Uh, okay, so you know Lee Matthews, a previous conversation here on At the Mic, he's a big scuba diver, and he and his wife they live in Oklahoma City, but they drive over to Arkansas. He said there's a big lake or something over there that they go to. I don't know, I'm just throwing it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll there. have to try that. Yeah. I know that they have lakes in Texas that are specifically designed for diving. They'll have yeah. stuff down there. Oh, uh, wait, 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 what? Yeah, they'll have things to look at. One has a chessboard so you can play like, chess or checkers what? underwater. Yeah. Where is this? Uh, There's one in, <laughs> I'm trying to think of where it's at. It's actually where I got certified at was where we did the dive. Oh, my to, goodness. Is it, think of where it is It's where the dinosaur park is, but I can't remember uh, I don't know. exactly what it is. I don't get out much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you have kids, you'll, you, you are rapidly I, learning, aren't you? You don't get out yeah, much. Yeah, between having a kid and then COVID all at the same time, we didn't see anyone for a year. Yeah. So yeah. That is one perk of uh, the PT job is you do get to meet a lot of interesting people. So I got the social interaction. Mm-hmm. My wife just had the daughter interaction a lot so yeah. she didn't see anyone she's been working at home for a year and a half my goodness all right so you enjoy fishing as well you catch stuff because i i never do uh sometimes i caught more at home mm-hmm. in north carolina than i do here so far okay. um different type of fishing really it's finding the spots that um to fish at and so forth at mm-hmm. home i just go in my backyard and i catch what kind of bait fish what kind of bait you use uh, it depends. Um, usually plastic worms. Uh, really? Yeah. Use beetle spin if I'm just trying to catch a lot of brim, something mm-hmm. easy. Um, we'll use uh, some jigs. I've, I've had some pretty good luck here in Texas on some jigs, which what's, is something I never used in North Carolina. What's the biggest fish you've caught? Uh, it's not that big. So for me to say I'm a fisherman <laughs> is pretty sad. Okay. I feel okay. like I should lie since no one should actually ever see what right. I did. Just say, oh, I didn't have the camera that day. Yeah, it's like eight pounds. Yeah, Darn the luck. It yeah. was yay big. Yeah, I think it's about a four pound bass now. Okay. Which is sad because my dad has like a nine or ten pound bass that I grew up looking at in my oh, house no. every single day. Oh. <laughs> Son, this could be you. Yeah. Okay. He, he told me one day when I become a man, I'll have a fish like that. So I guess that's why I still, still have one. Well, but you have a, you're a doctor and a professor, though. So that's cool. You listed under hobbies wood burning. I mean, I know how to burn wood. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, you talk about you got the little you get the yeah, little stylus thing. Yeah. Or whatever, you I guess it's it. called pyrography. But whoa, what's the word? Pyrography. Biography. So. It sounds dangerous. It sounds like uh, another way I could injure myself. But is this where you like basically have wood and you almost like are writing stuff into it? Yeah, you can write stuff into it. What I'll do is I'll transfer an image. So I'll print out an image, transfer it to the paper, and then I'll go through the whole image um, and burn that image into the, the wood. So you have to trace every single line. You have to do every single thing. I took a picture of my grandma and grandfather, and I would burn that oh, that's into it. that's pretty cool. So it's... Huh. 
it looks like a photocopy of them just into the the wood so we hang those up and oh that's so nice forth. i got into it because i was really cheap and there's no ink or anything with it yeah all you do is heat up the material and it's like three dollars through the wood so i figured, figured i could furnish my entire apartment when i was oh, that's first really on my cool. own i was like well it's three dollars for a piece so i'll just do that and keep Oh, repeating awesome. yeah yeah very cool sometimes being cheap adds a little bit of creativity to your life <laughs> you ain't kidding yeah. i'm the most creative person i know uh, <laughs> if that's the definition okay so you've got a miniature pincher rat terrier mix and you've got a border collie um how did they react to carly coming along so the <laughs> the mid pen rat terrier mix she really didn't like she never attacked the child or anything she just she was always more so the one that would be on my wife's lap and so forth. Uh-oh. Which she used to always be on my lap because it was my dog first. And oh, then when, so she went from you to her and then she got burned. Yeah. Because the baby yep. came along. Yeah, but now it's funny because the much child Carly tries to pet the dog and she absolutely hates it. She'll run away and then she'll come back and then she'll try to pet her again. She'll run away. Because it's no petting, it's slapping. Oh. There's no petting from my daughter. She tries, but it's the <laughs> It's the, the coordination, slapping. you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then the, the other dog, the, the Border Collie Lily, um, at first she really just tried to, to kind of stay away, just kind of sniff every once in a while. We're always really pretty <laughs> guarded. And then now she's basically the guard dog for, for Carly. She, she'll go by her room every night and check on her sit there by the door come back kind of she does a perimeter check every night she makes sure everybody's okay yeah that's what she does the other dog is just there (laughs) that i've got adds adds no protection adds no benefit other than just love that's about it yeah that's kind of the dynamic in our house we've got the one who's always on patrol and we've got the other one who's just like did you remember to breathe matilda (laughs) so I love this when when you first responded because it's been a while um, trying yeah. to coordinate sitting down. Um, you listed a, a book by Ben Shapiro was the latest book you read, but uh, that's not the latest book that you've read. Now, what's what 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 is the book that you've been reading so often? The Five Little Monkeys, and I've read it about a thousand times. Wow! And I've probably read it nine hundred times without the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes, isn't that something like? And as a father of an 18-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 13-year-old, there are short, very short books that yeah. were fan favorites of the kids. Yeah. That, I mean, real recently, we were just sitting around, and I remember uh, there was like a line in it that, that that came up in normal conversation, and then I just ended up reciting the entire book for all the kids there. They <laughs> yeah. all remember it, and you know, it's just, it, it's something that, uh, how, how long is uh, the Five Monkeys book? It's a countdown book, so it's a countdown yeah, book. yeah. So five pages. Okay. Well, I guess uh, technically six because yeah. it says zero little monkeys jumping on the bed. So uh-huh. yeah, or yeah. no little monkeys jumping on the bed. Uh-huh. So about six pages, you know. So a lot of real hard work by me to memorize this book. <laughs> did did perchance one fall off and hit his head? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Can you believe that would actually happen? It's so predictable. Yeah, he was jumping on the bed. Wow. Fell off and hit his head. Don't. Then, uh, you know, monkey. four crazy little monkeys. They were dancing don't, on the bed. Don't, don't be a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Because bad things happen. Yeah. Okay. Well, your favorite app is YouTube. Basically, you just kill a lot of time looking yeah. at dumb videos there. Yeah. Uh, it feels like YouTube, for you and I, how old are you? Uh, 32. 32. Okay. I to think about it for a second. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, you're you're quite younger than I am, but older, I think, than the tiktok generation yeah. it feels like there's two camps now there's the youtube you know you know if you're old or not by which you use more youtube or tiktok and yeah, say that right is that is that fair yeah, yeah and, that's and a very fair assessment there's kind of like a line of demarcation somewhere in there i don't know where it falls right now here in 2021 you being 32 uh so maybe it's 30 years and under or probably the tiktok generation 30 and older or... i guess i mean I thought I was hip, but now I realized I'm not based off my YouTube preference. I'm sorry to <laughs> break that to you, doctor. Yeah, it's you got to find out some way. Might as well be now, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I basically just going out there, and it's a lot of things I do as far as trying to figure out new techniques on woodworking, stuff like that. It's been very good for that. And then, unfortunately, the freaking methods of YouTube and the rabbit holes that they will send you on. <laughs> I know, those jerks with their algorithms. Oh, hey. it's the worst. I'll spend a week looking at things I never <laughs> even thought I would look at. It's the worst and best all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. the internet's a, 
interesting place. So your first baseball bat you made with your grandpa and your dad, how did that happen, man? That's awesome. So it was actually a school project. It was seventh grade. And what we were doing is you had to do a research topic. And mine was on the New York Yankees. I'm not necessarily a Yankees fan, but I do enjoy and appreciate all the, the history and the players that they had. So what we had to do was do the research project. You had to produce two objects that represented what you were, you were researching. And I was into woodworking or just started getting into it. So my grandfather had a wood lathe. None of us have ever made a bat. So we're like, let's try it. Mm -hmm. So made the baseball bat for the project. Of course, got an A, even if it came out crappy, it was going to be an A. It better be. Nice. Um, but it was a it was a great experience learning that because then from there, I started actually making baseball bats out of, you know, maple and ash and bats that you could actually use. Wow. Um, and then, of course, that went into a 600 or $700 wood lathe purchase to make more. So that hobby got a little bit more expensive. <laughs> uh, but it got to where it was very tedious at first to where I could knock it out in about two hours with just a you know using the chisel the gouge all that where i would basically just take a i say a template but i would use a baseball bat that i like the shape of and then i'd use the caliper and mark off every 30 second difference and just i would shave down oh, to that no. spot and just kind of work your way down whittling down so math is involved obviously yeah but not too much mm -hmm. you just have to be able to read <laughs> read the numbers and then go from there uh -huh. and then made a bunch of little souvenir baseball bats yeah those little ones yeah oh my gosh man when i was a kid <laughs> you'd carry around those little skinny short bats oh, yeah. and you'd get it like for me if it was a braves game and then i'd come home and i would just hit rocks and just they'd, oh, get, yeah. they'd get chips in the bat and then you, you have a sibling you hit them <laughs> yeah i made those sold those to oh nice to the college north carolina western college right after i graduated talked to the the school store made a deal where it'd sell bats to them. So it would How take cool. them, took the logo, put it on there, painted them different colors. I think it was about 25 bats that I made. So not a significant amount, but enough to yeah, sure. have okay. fun with it. That's cool, man. That's really cool stuff. So you definitely have a talent with woodworking and, and building stuff. That's really awesome. So your favorite comfort food is watermelon. Am I the yeah. only person that eats a watermelon and doesn't care about the seeds? Everybody is spitting seeds out and stuff. Who cares? Am I? I feel like I'm the yes. only person. Yes, you are. <laughs> what is that? Like, because I remember when I was a kid, I was told, don't eat the seeds. Don't swallow the seeds. Really? Why was that about? Uh, because uh, a watermelon will grow in you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I remember being scared as a kid. Yeah. I don't eat the black seeds because they're just cumbersome and big. Oh, you eat the white seeds. The white seeds. Yeah, I eat that all the time. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Yeah, I was Sorry. like, the black seeds, they're terrible. Yeah. I don't know what no. to... Okay, yeah. No, no, no. no yeah. I should have I should have clarified yeah. that. Now, I may be the only one that eats a whole sunflower seed. I no, no, I do that. Okay, eat the shell it's and all. It's so much... Yeah. Okay, because you and I both grew up playing baseball, yeah. and you'd have these guys like you know, kind of cracking the seeds mm -hmm. in their mouth and they'd spit out the shells and yeah. they'd swallow the seed. That is so much work and takes too much coordination that I just do not possess. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just eating the whole thing. Yeah, that, but that's why pitchers do it when you're on the in the bullpen or you've already pitched because by the time you get through the bag, it's already, yeah. <laughs> the game's over. You've you've done some work that day. You know? <laughs> that's my big thing, yeah. <laughs> it keeps you busy. Otherwise, you you're just sitting there watching 50 games or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're going to get back to our conversation with Chad Womble in just a moment. First, I want to invite you to try the world of CBD products from Dr. Monroe. And if you've not tried CBD products at all, Dr. Monroe suggests that you try the gummies. They're available right now. DrMonroe'sCBD.com. These gummies can help you with stress, anxiety, depression, and even sleep if that's an area you struggle with. And don't worry about failing drug tests. That does not happen with CBD. You get the benefits without the high, no risky side effects. When you go to DrMonroe'sCBD.com, you use offer code Keith, that's K-E-I-T-H. When you use that code at checkout, you're gonna get 15% off your entire purchase. If you've been putting off trying CBD products, now may be the time to start. That's DrMonroe'sCBD.com, promo code Keith. I like your answers. I, I mean, all three of these are really excellent. Go back in history, people you'd like to meet, Chris Farley, Nikolai Tesla, and Henry Ford. Let's talk about Chris Farley. Okay. I miss him so much, and you talk about going and spending time on YouTube. I have done that. Yeah. Uh, Yo Soy El Nino, <laughs> of course, is the greatest. Tommy Boy <laughs> is probably the only movie that I can quote inside and out. 
ever. Great movie. Great movie, yeah. And you know what? And somebody recently asked the question on Twitter, where I hang out. Okay. Where I would love to have you over there. Yeah. Um, but they asked, list the movies that you've seen at least 10 times. Everybody's got like these long lists. I'm like, what are you, what? No. And I couldn't think of anything. I think yeah. I put... I think I put Rattle and Hum, you too, Rattle and Hum, <laughs> just as a joke, uh, okay, although yeah, that's yeah. probably not too much of a joke. I can't believe I didn't think at the time to put Tommy Boy. Because it's a shame. That, let me tell you, when I was in college, I got my wisdom teeth taken out, and I just remember watching that movie over and over and over again while I laid there, just, you know, with blood hanging out of my mouth. Yes, we got the trifecta! We talked about diarrhea, vomit, oh, yeah, and blood. We finally, we did it. it. We didn't know what the third one was going to be, but we finally got in there. The mystery <laughs> is solved. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, we lost a legend when we lost uh, Chris yeah. Farley. Yeah, I would love to meet him because I think he would be, out of everyone in history, one of the most fun people to party with. <laughs> yeah, have you ever watched interviews with him like on late night television or something? I mean, it's like just a big kid. Yeah, it's just yeah. he seems like he would be the nicest, most yeah. fun guy to hang out with. And if I'm going to go back in history, I don't want to waste my time. I want to have something. Yeah. Like, I want to have a great time. I don't want to just meet someone and then just not have any interest or do anything. Yeah. You know, I want to. Let's go laugh. Their party. Let's go yeah. laugh. Yeah, let's have fun. Uh, Tesla's a good one. Yeah. He could uh, teach us. Of course, you'd be hanging out with him and his pigeon. But, yeah, uh, but yeah. I mean, the. They'll maybe hang out with my chickens. And then That's true. That's true. That guy was ahead of his time. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to talk to him and just figure out how his mind works. How his brain works. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything else. When I looked at the question, I thought of several different... That was probably the question that took me the longest. Oh, really? Yeah. It took me several different people. And then I finally... I was like, how would I want to answer this? I was like, well, there's a method to it. I was like, I want someone mm -hmm. that's going to be fun to hang out with okay. first. And then I want someone... The next two people I want to enrich my life somehow. Yeah. Okay. Henry, so, Henry Ford, the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So he would be the business. Okay. It would be, how do I take what Nikola Tesla's have taught me to take his inventions and what he's doing and apply them to what Henry Ford has said huh. and then make a business model out of that. Um, but I, I really was interested in that and how <laughs> that would work out. I'm like, I would like to meet people that are going to enrich my life. Yes. There's tons of people in history that would be very interesting. Uh, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, all those. Uh, but yeah. I think they would actually impact my life more by what they would say. Yeah. Or at least that's the way I perceived yeah. it. And then at the end of the day, you're hanging out, having drinks with Chris Farley. At the yeah. end of a long day yeah. of, of having your brain overworked yeah. by Ford and Tesla. Then you ruin your brain by <laughs> yeah. spending time with Chris Farley. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I find this answer fascinating. We've had a couple of school mascots on this show before. My friend uh, Rick Goins, a previous podcast yeah. uh, co-worker, Clayton Kimbrough, another previous podcast here on At The Mic, um, atthemikeshow.com, if you would like to go and check out those uh, older episodes. So you were the mascot at Florence Darlington, but you were also on the baseball team. How does that work? You got to be good. That's how Hold on a second. Are you? Where are you during a baseball game? Well, I was at the I was at the field. Our mascot didn't go to the field or the games. They went to events. So okay, okay. So it wasn't like you're entertaining get, the crowd in between innings, and then you quickly duck back down in the dugout and get your glove and head back out on the field. Yeah, which would make for a much better that story. Would have been awesome. Could you imagine the other team just seeing you go from yeah. mound to all of a sudden you're hanging out uh, with the crowd? Could you imagine the other crowd? Like, I'm going there and right. wrestle with them well, and that's get what, back That's on the what mountain. I envisioned when I read that. And I think, uh, like, you, you run out to, it's like, you're the first to bat that inning and you still have your big clown shoes or whatever the mascot Yeah, you forget wore. to take off the, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, well uh, for me, I'd probably, I'd leave the, the mascot leave the head, head on. on. Yeah. yeah. Who oh, needs like, a helmet when you got that? Right? Like the Braves, uh, Pablo Sandoval, who wears the panda head in the dugout to give hugs when his teammates hit home runs. Yeah. That could have yeah. been you. I know. Wow. Man. Mr. Cohen. I could have been a, a trendsetter. That's right. Uh, a DJ uh, at weddings? Huh. So my neighbor and I, um, we actually DJed my neighbor's daughter, her wedding. Um, he was cheap. So like I said, sure. oh, cheap yeah. creates creativity. I love this. Uh, birds of a feather, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we and we went all out on this. We When I do something, it's not just mm -hmm. dipping you, my you, toe in. I'm you, going... Head first. You're, so you're we had all, all the, the DJ equipment. We're DJ Lemon and Lime. That name came from, we were looking for what we're doing. We found Kool-Aid shoes. One was yellow. One was bright green. So Wait, lemon were you lime. lemon or lime? I was lemon. <laughs> I wanted to be lime, but the shoe, 
the shoe size fit him, so he was lying. So, uh, and we we took that persona for like two or three years. It was wow. wild. So like I had yellow shoes, he had lime green shoes. And do you know how hard it is to find matching clothes and lemon and lime throughout the entire outfit? So we had, I had a yellow shirt, he had a lime green shirt, exact same Nautica shirt. Um, we both wore <laughs> afros with a oh wow a headband around it. We found matching. I mean, this was glasses. an act. This was an act. We nice. wore beads. I had yellow beads. He had green beads. We gave them out for great dance moves. Oh, nice. <laughs> so if you pulled out a good dance move, we'd throw you the bead. That's pretty cool. That. That's a so, great... That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was more of a an entertainer <laughs> thing because we would we would DJ, but then we'd go yeah. out on the floor and dance with people, oh, try that's to cool. get them going, try to get everyone involved. If we weren't involved, we'd pull on the dance floor, try to get people... Well, where were you in 1998, Lemon? Because could have used you at uh, our wedding reception because the DJ sent a backup DJ who didn't have any of our music. I literally had to leave my reception of my wedding and go to my apartment and go get a ton of cds to bring back oh that was a nightmare that's the worst oh, jeez terrible jeez anyhow well, yeah what was really funny is we actually had people after that wedding ask for business cards and stuff for nice. us and then we end up because of that dj'd another wedding <laughs> you're like a little mini celebrity yeah i'm like man I sh- yeah well when you live in a small community you know the hype builds pretty quick that's right i'm like man maybe this was my calling i would have done it well i got another question for you there dj lemon okay you won a dance contest or something or or came in third yeah we came in third i just feel like we got you we didn't deserve one Uh because the 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 number one seed was it was a talent show contest at my first college okay and the whole story of how this even started is ridiculous so i've always liked to dance a little bit it was halloween I was dancing, you know, I was in a Mike Myers costume, dancing the night away. That was when the, the Soldier Boy stuff was going oh, on, no. all that. So I knew every all the variations of it, the Crank the Lion King, all that crap. So I did that, and then one day, we're out in the parking lot. We're It's a road trip. We're getting food. One of my teammates asked me to dance in the parking lot. I dance <laughs> in the parking lot. The head coach sees me. Oh, no. He turns the bus lights on, tells me to get back out and <laughs> dance in front of the bus. <laughs> so I'm doing an acapella dance, no music, just freedom expression, I guess. That is um, fun. So that I get there. And then after that, after every single practice, I had to dance in the middle of the team around the circle for like the past, for the next like six weeks. This feels like punishment. I enjoyed it. So then the assistant coach told me to make a dance, making fun of my head coach. <laughs> what? And it was the worst timing ever. So we we have an awful practice. <laughs> oh, and the no. coaches yelled at us all the, the entire practice. <laughs> We're circled up. He yells at us for like 10 minutes. And this was the practice that I was supposed to do the dance at. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And the assistant coach looks at me like, you going to do it, man? You going to do it? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you said you're going to do it today. So I go in the middle oh. and then make fun of the head coach basically <laughs> after he just railed on us for oh, three hours straight. Oh, no. How'd that go over? He actually laughed. He oh, actually enjoyed good. it. Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's so it good. actually lightened the mood. He broke so the as tension. scary as that is, it uh, actually lightened the mood. That's good. Uh, it was before, or after the persona DJ Lemon. That was actually before, oh. and then the DJ Lemon came okay. after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to check and see if you were dancing out there with beads and faux <laughs> afro going on, but no. Okay. So, nope. tell us about your grandparents and spending time with them at a young age. Some of my best memories ever. Yeah. Um, Daddy Bill and Mama Faye is what we called them. <laughs> nice. um, they lived across the street for us for a while. Oh, that's cool. And then we lived maybe two, three minutes away. So when I got home from school, that's where I got dropped off. Until my parents got home, they'd pick me up and take me home. So every day was with them. Uh, every Sunday up until the day that they passed away, we spent with them eating lunch. The whole family would come over every Sunday. We'd eat lunch together. Um, every summer, that's where we would go. We didn't have daycare or we didn't do daycare. We went to my grandparents' house from there. We would do gardening, we'd do stuff in the yard. We would help them out, um, shell butter beans for hours on end Mm. because they had a giant garden. They had several acres in their backyard. They had about an acre or two just dedicated to a garden. Um, but that was some of by far the best times that I had. We didn't, they didn't have a lot of toys we could have they would give us whatever we wanted but we didn't need a lot we just played in the yard entertained we t- yourself yeah, yeah the best memories was we had pecans there uh, pecans yeah, here was, in texas yeah <laughs> i was just seeing this i didn't notice this earlier when i was talking about hitting rocks 
with those little mini baseball bats, you were you were hitting pecans, man. That's cool. Those are bigger and that'd be more fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we would just throw that at each other and hit them. That was our baseball for a while. Nice. Work nice. on your hand-eye coordination. Hit something much smaller than a baseball and build up from there. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that stinks, man. I'm sorry that you know 2020 and COVID and all those restrictions did what they did, but you weren't able to attend funerals, huh? Yeah, that is one of the worst things that have happened because of yeah. COVID in 2020. Um, neither one of their deaths were caused because of COVID. But because of it, I was not able to yeah. fly there. Because of the restrictions, if I went, I would have had to quarantine for 14 days. I can't take two weeks off just to, sure. to see them and then come back and then have to quarantine again before I can see <laughs> or start treating patients again. Right, right. And that was... Honestly, the only thing that was ever going to keep me from coming to Texas was my grandparents. Uh-huh. Because I wanted to always be there until they passed away. Yeah. And then my biggest fear was I wasn't going to be able to be there to say goodbye. And I wasn't even able to call them because cognitively they sure. just weren't there. So I could have called, but they wouldn't have had an understanding of what was going on. Yeah. So I never got to say goodbye. I never got to see them. Never right. got to go to either one of their funerals. So that is by far the worst thing <sighs> that COVID in 2020 my grandfather, he he tested positive for COVID as he passed away. He had no symptoms of it, but because he tested positive, none of my family was able to spend time with him prior to his passing. So he was pretty much alone and just passed away in the hospital. And then they had a very limited service because he tested positive for COVID. God. So only, I think, maybe 14, 15 people were able to, of our family, was able to go. It had to be a very small ceremony. Man, I'm very sorry. That yeah, is appreciate that. terrible. Uh, well, let's try to lighten this mood a little bit here and talk about uh, some embarrassing moments. Have plenty of them. You blew your eyebrows off with a potato gun the day before your first date. Was this the day before your first date with Chelsea or something else? No, else? thankfully not. Um, okay. This okay. was well, a... good. Then we're like, ah, I don't care now. Yeah, okay. yeah, this one was a more, <laughs> believe it or not, this was the weekend after I got into the doctorate program. So really <laughs> Hold on a second. You get accepted to a doctorate program, and you're like, let's go play with a potato gun and burn off my eyebrows. Yep, yep, really showing off the smart. You're lucky All you didn't blow of, off your eyes, period. I'm lucky I'm alive, to be honest with what you. What happened? When I tell you the story, it makes it ten times worse. Cause it's Don't not worry. Hey, not not when you're talking to me, man. I I, I mean, look, I'm as I'm holding up my hand here. I got I got three scarred fingers. I'm trying to chop them off with a hedge trimmer. I got you, man. I got your back. All, All right, right. So what good, happened? Good. So to celebrate me getting into PT school, oh gosh, we already had a potato gun that my grandfather made me, which he gave us when we were like ten. <laughs> which I don't know if you know how a potato gun works, but. <laughs> Essentially, you have a cap on the back that you screw off. It's a chamber. Yeah, it's like a PVC pipe or something. Yep, you, the, okay. you spray something very flammable yeah, in there. Yeah, right, right, right. You put the cap back in so the gas is staying there, and you press a, an igniter that mm -hmm. basically creates an explosion in PVC and shoots the potato <laughs> out. So very safe, you know, especially <laughs> for a 10-year-old. Oh, man. <laughs> so at this time, we're like, well, if that one worked great, let's make a bigger one. It's oh. going to be even more fun. No. So we're doing it. We, we have it all glued up. Oh, the only no. thing left to do is put the igniter in there. So we're just trying to see where we need to cut the, the wires to get it where it's the right length for it. So you're not, you're not 10 years old anymore. You're, you're now no. advanced and you're how old? I was 23 or 4. So <laughs> we, we glue it all up. We have the cap on. We have that in there. So we, we go to put the... The igniter in there to see the depth of it make sure it's going to be where the the spark which for one the spark doesn't have to be all the way down there but of course not thinking mm -mm. and then my neighbor tries to take the cap off he can't get off he's like oh well, that's fine i'll just look and see if there's a spark that i could see from the barrel no, no. and i'm thinking oh we didn't spray anything <clears throat> there i'm the reason why there's warning label on things oh you and me both yep so when it says flammable on the glue, uh huh, you completely forget about that when it's been sitting for three hours and oh. just building up the gases. So he presses it. All of a sudden, it, if you've never heard, it sounds like a shotgun. Yeah. And a fire, I didn't see it, thankfully. Otherwise, I probably would have lost my eye. But a fireball essentially just punched me in the face, <laughs> singed my eyebrows off, singed my eyelashes off. My neighbor thinks he's killed me. I, 
all I hear is him freaking out. And I look up, I'm like, what happened? And he's like freaking out, asking if I'm okay. As soon as he realizes I'm okay, he dies laughing because all of a sudden I do this and everything is gone. <laughs> Oh! Now, thankfully, I didn't have a beard. Otherwise, it probably would have singed my face. Oh. And I was wearing a hat, so my hair was done. So I go in. I'm trying to like avoid my parents and all that. Try to avoid the burnt hair smell. <laughs> so I take a <laughs> so I take a shower, and what little bit I had left all fell off as I'm washing. Oh man! <laughs> and then what's really funny, like they didn't realize that night, which of course I put aloe and sat in front of a fan because my face started getting redder and redder. Yeah. I thought I was just gonna blister up. Thankfully, none of that happened. God. So the next day, I had the first date. My mom saw me walk through, didn't think anything real quick. I was talking to my dad, never noticed anything, which is kind of weird, but I guess more dad-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first date, she instantly realizes, like, is this how you normally look or what's oh, going on? No. It's a, a quote, is this how you normally look? <laughs> yeah. So, so the date, date didn't go so well? Actually, it went really well. Oh, wow. Did actually, you explain the potato gun situation to her? Oh, yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, and that's when I realized that if she can accept that. I, okay. All right. I, I, didn't know if, I didn't know if she was just reacting to to the eyebrows. Well, at and, first she was reacting, yeah. then, of course, yeah. I had I to got explain. You. And you yeah. told her everything. I okay. should have just said it was a dare for me to do that. But I don't know how you shave your eyelashes off. I'm guessing there's a way, but just save time. Burn them off with a potato just gun. Burn them it's off. instant. It's yeah. like that. If, if you're annoyed by your eyelashes, ladies and gentlemen, then just... Just burn them off. Yeah, just know? take a potato gun. Burn them right off. Burn them off. And then, of course, the next day, like I said, my dad didn't realize at all. <laughs> and then my mom's like, I tried to, you know, hide it and stuff. She's like, wait, come back. Come back. And like, <laughs> oh, no. And then I had to explain to her what happened. And I, my dad comes in. I have to explain. I'm just, I can't tell you what he said. Too many expletives. <laughs> but <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so oh, tell yeah. us about the time you got rejected so hard uh, when you asked a girl to dance at a oh, bar yeah. what happened here yeah so this is it. did so you didn't did you know this girl no i didn't know her okay um so this was we went to a place called the barn it is a bar where you can bring in whatever you want alcohol like bring your own alcohol it's technically not a a bar it's basically a private venue that the people pay to go to essentially okay. that's where they can get away with what they do in I got gotcha. you. Wait, wait, hold on, back up. What are they doing there? It's just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue. Just, just dancing. Yeah, it's just... just a, move it's, along, it's move along. It's as redneck of a place yeah. as you can think of. Oh, yes. That on the sign, the only thing it says is no spurs. I'm like, okay. I don't know who in here is planning on bringing spurs. And this is in North Carolina. It's very country, That's North funny. Carolina, okay. super redneck. Okay. Um, I'm the only one from the city part of this this town that ever goes there because of my friends there but we had a we always have a good we time we all have there. those friends yeah <laughs> whenever we're bored it's, let's go to the barn man the barn awesome so we went there having fun <laughs> me and this one guy we always have fun we just dance we just find random people dance with usually it's if they're with someone or something they'll they'll just respectfully say no and we'll move on mm-hmm. well this one my friend goes up to this one girl. I go to this another one. I'm like, hey, do you want to dance? You know, I have no shame. I'll just say, do you want to dance? It's yeah, not a big deal. Sure. I've been rejected plenty of times. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, especially when you got no facial hair at yeah. all. Like no eyebrows, no yeah. eyelashes. You I know, can see it's them a saying, blank slate. You know? Go away. Okay. Yeah, it really accentuates the <laughs> flaws in yourself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you could be like Uncle Leo from Seinfeld and just draw him on with a Sharpie if you want to. But go ahead. I like the full effect. You do? You know? like, okay, I'm, sorry. I'm going to embrace my dumbness when I do things <laughs> like this. <laughs> It's like buyers beware. This is what you're signing up for. <laughs> awesome. So you go to this girl and yeah. So she doesn't just reject. She doesn't say anything. She just sprints off to the nearest guy across the bar, picks him up, and starts dancing. What in the world? What's her problem? I don't know. I mean, you see me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, she's probably having. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she's I, living her best life today somewhere. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Okay. It's what a by weirdo. far the only time I've ever been like, man, that would actually stung a little bit. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is, is it something? Do I smell? What are you? What's the problem yeah. here? Well, trust so, me, you can't smell anything in the bar. <laughs> especially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about me. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Yeah, so, but that was wild, man. Just seeing hold her on. run off and sprint, my friend just looks at me and I'm like. <laughs> Did she think you were somebody? Yeah, okay. Anyway, so hold on. Here's a question, though. Yeah. Which smells worse, the barn or the apartment in Hawaii with the 12 baseball players living in three bedrooms? 
man, that's two, two, you said two bathrooms. Yeah, two bathrooms. Dudes. I'm still going to go with the, the Hawaii experience. Okay, all right. Yeah. I mean, it was close. You had to think about it. So you've worked yeah. with some athletes as a physical therapist going through the ranks in your life. Would your dream scenario be that you're working predominantly with professional athletes? Eventually, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I did a, a clinical at TMI Sports Medicine. It's the clinic for the Texas Rangers. Yeah. Um, that's the whole reason why I even came to Texas in the first place. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was some sort of connection there with the... Yeah. One of our graduates, I think he's still working there, but he was from East Carolina. He worked at TMI Sports Medicine. So from there, we had the connection and we were offered some clinical spots. We spent eight weeks there, saw tons of athletes. Mm. Um, we didn't really get to work with the pro athletes. They're not going to have someone that's still learning. Oh, work yeah. with a 12 million dollar a year athlete yeah but we got to that. see them all we got to see how they interact i mean we got to talk to everyone we just didn't get to actually be in control of their treatment there'd be times where we where they're like hey go through this exercise with them or like let's do that uh -huh. so that was a cool experience most of them are awesome really down-to-earth people that's cool um one thing that was interesting is like at the time you darvish was always using an interpreter but he spoke really good english at, uh -huh. the, at the time i understand why he was using an interpreter because if you're in the public eye, you don't want to accidentally say something and sure. have a completely different meaning that you didn't know. Right. Um, but a lot of great people. Huh. Um, Derek Holland, one of the most interesting people oh, wow. ever. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that literally in the clinic farted next to or a person was coming next to him. Yeah. He was like, you might want to go a table or two down. I ate a burrito and I'm pretty gassy and it's smelling pretty bad. You might want to move a little bit further away from me. Wow, we've covered so much <laughs> with bodily functions today. Yep. That is funny. So in that clinic, they see wide variety of ranges, talent levels, and all that. They just built this building, you know, just for the clinic and the and the entire team and everything. State of the art, wonderful place. They have indoor pitching mound with motion capture, all that. Oh, cool. Uh, so he was rehabbing on his shoulder, was throwing. He decided to throw the ball with his eyes closed. So you have all these people for all these talent levels, little leaguers, all that. He's the first one to miss by 30 feet and put a hole in the wall. Oh, so there's a pad whoa. that's about eight feet tall. Yeah. He throws it over that and hits the wall and puts a hole in it. Derek Holland. Derek Holland. What? Did they? Did he go and sign next to the hole, you know, so that on the wall? I'm pretty sure he's probably still the only one with the <laughs> hole in the wall. Yeah. So yeah, He should have signed it. Yeah. He should have said Derek hole, Holland. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever date it was, you yeah. know. I looked it up, though, because TMI Sports Medicine, yeah. right? That's it, just a fun name, and it's like... What does that stand for? And I just wanted to see if it stands yeah. for Texas Metroplex Institute. Well, that's that's kind of a letdown. I was hoping yeah. it would stand for too much information, but anyway. Yeah, break a bunch of HIPAA laws, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. All right. Uh, so uh, anything that uh, we have failed to cover here? Because, I mean, you're on social media, but, I mean, you're not on social media at all. I'm a ghost. Right. No, I – well – I kind of am. I do have a Facebook, yeah, but I, I don't really use it. I have mm. a. This is the kind of person I am. I have an Instagram. I have it where it's private, so you have to. I have to accept your okay. request in order to see me. But I have zero pictures on my Instagram oh. account. There so talk go. about the letdown, you know? Yeah. Keep it private for zero pictures. Just the kind of person I am. You should find. Are there pictures of you without the eyebrows and eyelashes? I'm sure. I'm sure there are. That should my, be your My neighbor has pick. so much dirt on me yeah. and so many pictures of things oh. that should never be seen maybe in the light I'll, of day. Maybe I'll get him in here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many stories that he could probably tell you. It's okay. wild. I mean, we've... <laughs> okay. I, I've actually... I wasn't sure if I should, should bring it up or not, but... I was actually the stripper for the bachelorette party for my neighbor's daughter as well, and then DJed her wedding after. So, so quite the quite the dynamic there. Okay, so you got your inspiration probably from Chris Farley and his. Uh, I saw the Chippendales. I was like, yeah. that's who I want to be. That's who I want to be. I'm just my mind is kind of racing here as we close out the podcast. I don't know if I have any follow ups to. Uh, to your uh, to your forays in the world of well stripping, yeah. so uh, how did it go? And was that your only time ever doing that, or how, have you done that? Kind of like before? the DJ thing. It went so well, I got another gig. <laughs> a lot of so, lot of dollar bills life. and stuff, and flying at you. And um, no, not really. I did get a few. I still have the the first <laughs> dollar I made from that. Um, Does it smell 
like the barn or an apartment in Hawaii. Never mind. I don't know where to take this one. Yeah, I'm, that's a terror. <laughs> I'm usually good at, at coming up with some questions on the fly, but at this point, I'm just not good, that I interested. I finally broke Keith. Um, yeah, uh, I'm just not that one. interested in pursuing this beyond uh, what you've already shared. Uh, that's yeah, cool. So how many times did you did you end up uh, playing that role as a male stripper? Only twice, but it was... Only twice. Yeah, like I said, though, it wasn't toe-in. It was, did you, it was head first. Oh, my did you have your own um, outfit, and and do you still have it? You yeah, know what? I do still have it. I'm it done. is quite the. Yeah, I'm I'm out of questions. I'm not gonna. That's all right. I can explain the outfit if you. Go you ahead. Can. We have a, a lot of uh, interested individuals listening right now. I'm sure. Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear about okay, the outfit. So it's a family show, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I knew it was. That's why I was debating. You know. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so it's and speaking and, and of family let's, shows. And let's, let's be clear here. Let's let's use the correct verbiage here, the correct language. You are a performer. Yes, doctor, like. professor, performer, mm -hmm. Chad. Oh my! Yeah. I bet if you had like a stage name, you could mix in doctor, professor somewhere. But let's not go ahead. What? I did have a stage name though. It's oh. the Midnight Meat Train. <laughs> the who? The Midnight Meat Train. My neighbor came up with that for me before I did this, before he asked me to do this. But anyways, the... Not the potato gun? Go ahead. Yeah, not the... <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Please, please just so keep anyways, going. So anyways, speaking of family shows and stuff, it was a family event getting ready for this, you know? <laughs> family event. So I go to Goodwill, buy a $3 pair of blue jeans. I cut the seams down the side everywhere, put Velcro on them. <laughs> so I took the time to sew the Velcro <laughs> onto the pants... To make blue jean rip-off pants. Hey, yeah, you did go all in. I, I had, I bought a construction helmet, which I probably could use my dad's, but it's too dirty. I'm not going to wear a dirty helmet there. So God, I could look clean. <laughs> had to wait, had the, you know, the construction belt, the work belt. Oh, boy. Had the caution tape. The, the caution tape. Had a, I, I used everything there. I used the toolbox to use props for other things within the routine. Yeah. It was like a 16-minute routine. <laughs> And I had everything oh. down to the music beat of what I would do <laughs> in that routine. <laughs> My poor brother and neighbor, they had to be the people that I had to practice on <laughs> in order to perfect my moves for it. I've stopped making eye thing. contact for this interview, yeah. by the way. Wow. Yeah, he's now transferring clinics, he said. He's got to <laughs> find a new therapist somewhere along I know, the way. I know. It's like, okay, uh... Who else do I know to to to, yeah. to heal that's my shoulder? How, that's what introduced me to getting used to touching people. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this is taking yeah. a turn, and yeah, uh, yeah this is getting edited out, right? <laughs> uh, it is not <laughs> yeah. getting edited out. This is good stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Chad, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, the, you know, whenever I ask, is there anything we haven't covered? Anything we haven't talked about? You're, usually, people are like, "Nah, we pretty much covered everything I can think of." I'm not uh, interesting of a person. I already told you that. And then Chad Womble rolls it here and hits me with that. So that's good. That's Yeah, I didn't want to put in the most embarrassing because it's not embarrassing to us. <laughs> yeah, because you're a heck of a dancer. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, I'm a, it's a weird life, you know. And, and you're in shape. And so, uh, you know what? I'm going to uh, take advantage of this. and Got to get benefits of working out for, <laughs> for God knows how long. Yeah, all right. I mean... PT school wasn't cheap. Got to start the bills, paying the bills somehow. Right? <laughs> yes, nice job. All right, cool. But now I'm in debt because of loans, so obviously it didn't work out too well for it worked me. Worked out too well. Can't yeah. wait until uh, young Carly hears this podcast later in life. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, at the mic, uh, this is Chad Wolf. I'm not editing this out unless you pay me. Uh, I'm still paying loans. I can't afford <laughs> to pay them. All right, thanks, brother. I appreciate you making time today. <laughs> yeah, glad to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that that last little story there threw me off. I did not see that coming from the mild-mannered Chad Womble, physical therapist extraordinaire. Goodness, but it's so good to have these conversations and learn all of these fun facts about people. Because I'm telling you, everybody has a story. That's the mantra of this podcast. And I hope that you will share this podcast and all of the conversations that we have here on At The Mic Please do share the link at themikeshow.com with any friends or family you think might need uh, to laugh and just uh, forget about the craziness of our world uh, at themikeshow.com. And don't forget at themikeshop.com 
We're always adding new merchandise. Be sure to check it out at themikeshop.com. Next week, we're going to have another twofer at The Mike Show when I sit down with a former co-worker of mine as we catch up with Laverne Vivio. I also sit down with a relatively new friend of mine, Donnie Anthony. That's next week right here on At The Mike. I hope you'll join us. But until then, go be free and thank you for listening. This has been At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Head to atthemikeshow.com for archived episodes, sponsor information, and ways to connect. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the very end of the podcast. As a reward, I want to let you know about a contest that we're doing right now. Simply follow the At The Mike Show Twitter account. So it's at At The Mike Show. Got that? Uh, And then send a direct message with your name, your address, your email address, and one item you would like from the store. That's right, the at themikeshop.com store. This will not be put on any kind of email distribution list or anything like that, I promise you. It's simply a contest where we will randomly select a winner. So follow at the Mike Show on Twitter. Send a direct message with your name, address, and email address, and one item you would like to own from at themikeshop.com. If your name is drawn, we will send you the gift. No strings attached whatsoever. Thanks so much for listening all the way through to this edition of At The Mic, and be sure to head over to atthemikeshop.com.